Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and turn on notifications so that you will receive alerts when there are new episodes. Go get it. You're in the right place. You checking out? Chip Baker, the success crowd. Conquer all my goals, then I'm living out my dream. Dig deep, go out and get it. Success Chronicles. Compete until it's finished. Success Chronicles. What's up, everybody? This is Chip Baker coming to you with another episode of the Success Chronicles. And today we have Miss Davita Garfield with us. Uh, she's coming to us from Philadelphia. She is a business systems coach and consultant, speaker, author. Uh, she helps uh, women entrepreneurs and small businesses reach their goals. And so a uh, really interesting life story, uh, doing a lot of great things to, to help people. And so uh, and you know, like you see in the background there, just showing love, you know, to to help folks. And so, first, thanks so much for interviewing with the, with the Success Chronicles. Thank you so much for having me. So honored to be here. Well, good deal. Well, let's let's jump into it. Uh, talk to us about your life story. You know, uh, kind of if you don't mind tracking that up until now, from when you when you're a young one. Um, absolutely. So uh, uh, before we started, you talked about being a work in progress. And so I will say that that is um, absolutely one of my mantras. I believe that um, I am absolutely a work in progress. So um, just, you know, really humble beginnings. Um, I felt like I had uh, or I felt like I had a pretty normal life. Um, it wasn't really until um, until probably moving into my teenage years and adulthood that I started to um, not feel so normal, so to speak. Um, so born and raised, I uh, lived with my mother in Philadelphia um, and um, found myself and I guess in my teenage years being really angry, uh, not really uh, being able to figure out why. Um, there were some, some deep things, some things that had occurred in my childhood that I just had, I just wasn't ready to face, not even for, for myself. So I left home. Um, I left, I, I felt like I needed a plan. And so my plan was to go to college. And it was, you know, if I make it out of this house, I'll never come back. And that was, mm-hmm. that was the plan. And I stuck to it. And so um, I went to college, had my undergrad degree in um, social work and, you know, really was looking forward to just moving into my career, moving into life. I felt like I had kind of like passed all this childhood thing, all those childhood things that I was, um, you know, just just trying to just see my life differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I moved right into my career. Life was was great. So I thought I bought my first house at 24. Um, and, um, I, I actually had a job like three days after my college graduation, which was like unheard of. Um, I was wow. definitely blessed out of, you know, some of my other friends who were, were struggling a little bit for a while. Um, 
but you know, just really moved. I just moved. I moved into the career. I bought my house. I was, you know, really, um, you know, just trying to establish myself um, as just, you know, just this very independent woman. Um, but also very social, very social. You know, took care of my um, my friends and my family and was there for them. Um, you know, had a um, an amazing uh, um, little girl with my college sweetheart. And um, things weren't so great in the relationship area, but she was the amazing blessing that came out of that. Became yeah. a mom at 27, and and life really just couldn't look any better. So I thought, and um, actually, probably around 28, I started playing co-ed touch football, and um, yes, me <laughs> co-ed touch football, and and in the and, and very girly. So I'm very girly, but but that was, you know, just a turning point for me because I found this outlet. I found this way to, you know, really exude this competitive, uh, this competitive nature that I didn't even know was inside me. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and that was, it, you know, it was really, I spent six years, six years playing um, competitively, just really enjoyed it, loved the game. Um, sometime around uh, 34 or 35, I had just, you know, started to move forward in my, I've got my master's degree in health administration and moved into sales doing social work moved into sales and um, ultimately moved to management and so when i made that jump to management i was um absolutely on this career climb career climb this is what you do you you know what job i did the career i'm just supposed to move up i'm supposed to make more money and that was you know that was really what i thought i was supposed to do and i was doing it so i show up in this uh, my first middle management position and probably was the 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 hardest like work environment just because it just wasn't a great um, environment. It wasn't really positive, but um, truly just, you know, push through because I wanted to do well. I wanted to show up. I wanted to be there for my team. I wanted to win. Um, mm-hmm. I, and, and so I did everything I needed to do to show up. But in the midst of that, I wasn't showing up for me. And so what had started to happen was I just started to feel tired. I felt achy. Um, I was, you know, starting to have like just, just aches and pains that I couldn't really explain. And um, right when I was, um, I guess, in the, in the midst of that job, my childhood best friend committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, just a time, and it was around 2011, it was just the hardest, like the hardest death I've ever like, experienced. Experienced like losing loved ones. And, but this was different. It just, it felt different. And I don't know if it was because it was just so many unanswered questions, but it, I, I entered, what I didn't know at the time was, this really dark state and um, of depression, yeah. and moving. I was still moving, so it was probably I probably cried for the first three months every single day, and right. and then I felt like I, I did what I knew how to do, what I had you know always done in my life. When things look bad, or if it seems as if I don't have it together, you got to put your game face on. You got to hide it. You got to cover it up. And so I stopped talking about it. I stopped crying about it. But I, I believe that I was still suffering, like on the inside. And so probably about six months after I started having these really bad anxiety attacks and work is really stressful. I'm thinking work is stressing me out. All these things are happening. Um, decided to, you know, quit uh, playing football because I'm like, I have all these aches and pains. I actually thought I was old at, um, at, 30, <laughs> at 35. So um, I don't know if, uh, if so in, in, in Philly we do, you know, you ever, you see the, the telephone poles and people will like throw their, um, yeah. okay. So we did the ceremonious through my cleats <laughs> In the, <laughs> on the whole line, right? So that was that was it. It was like I'm done. I'm I'm just I must be getting old. This is like round thirty four. <laughs> but 
probably a few weeks after, I still felt tired and achy. I still couldn't, I, I felt the same way. I felt like I couldn't um, I really uh, just get a grasp on what was going on. So yeah. Going back and forth, I go to the doctors, I'm like, something just doesn't feel right. Initially, it's like, you know, you're just depressed. You probably should go to therapy. And, and I did. So I initially, you know, anything doctors told me to do, I was doing because I was trying to figure out, like, I just didn't feel normal. Something was feeling, something felt off. And so um, started going to therapy. And over the course of a year, um, the depression actually got worse. Hmm. The therapy helped a lot, though, I have to say that, because I thought I was there to deal with my friend's death. And ultimately, I was, you know, I was there to deal with things that I had buried, like things that from my childhood that I just, I still couldn't even say the words. And I didn't necessarily do a lot of that work in, in therapy, but it was the beginning, the beginning of me journaling, the beginning of me just trying to figure out, like, how did I get here? I thought my life was great. I thought I was doing everything I was supposed to be doing. And I just, every day, I just don't feel good. I'm not happy and I can't figure it out. And I have this little girl who's watching me um, just kind of turn into this person that she doesn't even recognize. You know, I went from being really social. I spent about a year just hiding, completely hiding, um, completely, you know, not wanting to be around people. And and then physical, more physical things started to happen in my body that really had me questioning, like, you know, like what was going on. And so I'm going back and forth to the doctors because now, you know, my, my skin is changing. Um, I'm starting to look different. I gained mm. about 40 pounds in, in three months. And I have really bad acne and, you know, there's just so many things going on. I have headaches. I have, you know, I'm having hot flashes. My hair is falling out. It's just, you know, all of these things. And over the course of the year, I'm going to doctor after doctor and they're like, you know, we, we don't know. We don't know what's wrong. And um, ultimately, I was diagnosed with uh, fibromyalgia. And initially, I accepted it because I said, well, hey, you know, I'm having all this pain. I'm in pain every single day. Top of my head, bottom of my feet, I'm in pain. And, and I can't, I don't know why. And so I said, well, this must be it. And so as I'm going through, like trying to accept that this might be like what, what's going on with me, I really felt like it was like a death sentence because I felt like, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to say you have this, this thing called fibromyalgia because we don't know what's wrong. With you. you have this widespread pain. And so we'll just push you under this umbrella and, you know, you just have to learn to live with the pain is what, you know, I was told. So I'm on all types of medication. At a certain point, I'm on antidepressants. I'm, I'm, one, I'm considering one in my life because I just, I really, I really felt like I was, I was losing my life and, and really had this moment where I finally felt like I understood, not totally, but understood how my friend must have felt when he felt like there were no more options, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and that was a, that was very eye-opening for me. And it pushed me to do something, to get help, to figure out like, you know what, there has to be a better way and really like make a different decision. I was negative. I was, you know, I was angry. I was frustrated. I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. And so I um, went on this whole, like this, this whole journey of wanting to be healthy from the inside out, like the whole me and wanting to go to the, the to go to the doctors and not be seen as a body part. Right. And not be seen as like, well, you know, uh, I had hypertension, I developed hypertension, I developed diabetes and, mm -hmm. and the doctor saying, well, you know, you, you know, you're, you're African-American, you got hypertension, you're headed toward diabetes, you probably should go on a diet. And I'm like, I don't eat. Right. I don't eat. But this weight is like it, it just keeps coming. And, um, you know, and, and now I'm hiding. I'm hiding because I don't want people to see me. It, it, it just I, I can't figure it out. So, so it's probably around, I'll speed up a little bit, around March of 2014, um, 
14, I had just made a decision that I was done. I was tired. And, and literally, like, I, the first decision I made was to stop trying to fix it or, or hide from it. Like, I was hiding it or I was fixing it myself. And I finally said, God, I can't do this. And I gave it to God. And I was like, yeah. I'm literally uh, in the middle of the night moment. God, this is yours. Like, I can't figure this out. And I need you to fix it. And I believe that you will. And it was when I changed, like, my mindset and decided to believe. Right. I believe that I was live. I believe that I was um, that that whatever was going on in my body, it had a purpose. Like there has yeah. to be. Why, why would I be going through this much pain if there wasn't a purpose? If there wasn't something I was supposed to do? With it? And um, you know, had a had a couple conversations and had a conversation with my aunt, who's an evangelist, and I said, you know, I'm miserable at work. I'm, I, I hurt all the time. I feel like I'm going to die. Like I just I got to figure something out. And she told me get a journal. But have a two, two, three, write the vision, make it plain, and and just and just wait, just wait on God, and 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 literally, like I, I knew I always had this passion and this thing that I did at work, just in management. From being in management, um, management was seen as like just as they were very, it was very negative in that environment. So people ran from management. But I was not the type of person that like made people scared or afraid or or you know not wanting to be around me. So I found that like people under me would like flock to me. And so I was always talking to women. I was always saying like, hey, what do you want to do? What, what's your dream? You're know, talking to housekeeper, talking to the front desk person. You know, what, what is, I mean, it, and, and I've visited a lot of like other facilities. So I say, oh, you want to work at the hospital? Give me your resume. I'll take it with me. You know, if you, you know, I'll pass it on for you. And, and it was just a natural thing to do. I didn't even like think anything of it. But I felt like um, I also had to do something else. Like I had to stop hiding. I had to stop pretending that I felt good. I never told, I did for a whole year. I didn't tell anybody the stuff that was going on in my body and the stuff that was that, and the fact that I just didn't feel good. I just didn't show up, you know, and the only person that really saw it was my daughter. She saw me every single night. I cry every night. I'm not, I'm up. I, I don't sleep. And so I felt like I can't possibly be the only person that feels like this, you know, and, and started to just have conversations with women and just about, and it wasn't necessarily about the sickness. It was just about the fact that like, look, some days I just feel like I'm a hot mess and I can't figure it out. Like, I'm, you know, and, and, and people call because they think I'm supposed to show up and they think I have it all together and I have all the answers. I'm like, I don't have the answers. And so mm-hmm. why can I be honest about that? And so I started a group on Facebook. It was really just like, let me just create this, this group to, create a space for women to come in where we can just kind of like take the mask off and we can be transparent and we don't have to feel like we have it together all the time. We can just encourage each other, like not beat each other down. You know, there's a lot of that going on and we don't have to do that here. And so it was like this sacred space, but I really like, I was scared to do it. I I added like 20 women. Like I I figured it was like my safe women. Like they won't think I'm crazy. Like, you know, everybody. (laughs) And, and slowly, but surely I started, add more women and I opened it up for women to invite other women in, in literally within almost like a couple of months, this group was, it grew to almost a thousand members. And it was, but it was women saying like, Hey, I was looking for a space like this. I was looking for, and I just started to be like, just more transparent. Like, Hey, listen, I'm a work in progress every day. Every day God allows me to see another day as an opportunity for me to be a better person. And so some days I don't get it right. Some days my attitude is not so great. Some days I, you know, I, I, I don't always say the right thing. And, 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 you know, but I get an opportunity to do the work. So once I recognize that I have to do this work, then, then I, you know, I, I'm, I'm in the, I'm headed in the right direction. And so it's, and it's okay. It's okay to be in that space as long as you're doing the work. And so this thing just like turned into a movement. But what I didn't realize was that in the midst of it, it was 
given me the strength that I needed on those nights that I was in pain, right? And so now I'm like, this is this is this is for me. Like, I it was giving me energy. It was giving me life because I'm up all night anyway. And I'm like, if I'm here, it's, it's not. It's all positive. It's so good. And in the midst of that, I made a decision. I had I had um locks for ten years, and and they were like all the way down the middle of my back. My hair is like falling out. I made a decision to to finally cut it because it just was like you know it just I just didn't feel good anymore. And so I cut my hair, and I had this like um. Uh, I called it my fat hump, it's like a fat deposit back here. <laughs> yeah. Something that to me just was ugly, right? Yeah. And so I'm wearing scarves, and I'm wearing you know my suit jackets and scarves, and this is almost it's the summertime, and I'm and and I'm like I, I just you know I don't know I don't understand. And I finally made a decision where I was done with all these different medications, and I went to the doctor for the last time, and and I said, look, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to figure out something holistic. I'm going to figure out another way. You know, I'm trusting that God is going to you know this this thing is going to go it's going to go away, or we're going to figure it out. And, um, and I can't convince you to stay on the medication if it's not helping. So we, I go to leave um, his office and I'm like, I, I walk by and I see this like hump in the mirror and I'm like, hey, you know, what do you think this is? Like, I, I have a lot of pain here and it's stress. And it literally was like a light bulb goes off in his head. And he described a disease called Cushing's disease that I had never heard of. And he said, um, you know, it's your body's overproduction of your stress hormone. And so, you know, it's made in your adrenal glands. That's your fight or flight. That's that thing that kicks up to protect you when your body's under stress. He said, when you have Cushing's disease, your body's making too much of it. Your brain's telling your body, hey, she's under stress. She needs all this cortisol. And so it, it blows you up like you're on steroids, which answered why I look the way I look. Because I'm like, I didn't look like this before. A year ago, I didn't look like this. And um, he said, um, so it was, it, it literally was, I, I went home and, and I looked it, looked it up and I saw my picture. I knew that this was me. And, and, and he said that it's usually caused by a brain tumor. And so <laughs> here we are now. And I'm, I'm convinced I'm like, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful. I'm so, I'm thanking God. I feel like, you know, finally, I'm not crazy. Like I, it, I'm finally, I'm finally. Right. Yeah, yeah there's know? an answer. There's not an answer, right? Yeah. Right, and it wasn't so. It wasn't a bad thing for me. I'm like, well, I just want to know. And so, it and it really again came at that time where this group of women were. They didn't even know that this is what that they were supporting me in that way. But it was just just to show that you know women absolutely do want to support each other, and it doesn't even have to be about you know me knowing all your business or being all up in you know everything that's going on. It's just hey, I see you. See you doing, you know, doing what you're doing on a daily basis, and I support you, you know, and and that's what it was, and and I had my, um, I had a surgery to remove the tumor because they did find a tumor about a month later, confirmed the tumor, and I had surgery in September of 2014, and and literally like at home started writing the business plan while I'm healing from the surgery because I, it was the first time that I had ever taken off work. I went to work every single day. I never told anybody it was anything wrong because I just felt like I just got to keep going. I got to keep going. Now I gave up at home. So there were things that were, you know, going like that. I just wasn't taking care of at home because I didn't have any energy. I'd get home and sometimes couldn't even walk up the steps. And that was, you know, it was my, my life. And, and, and so I said, you know what, God, I, you heal me. And I get about this bed. I'm walking in a purpose. I'm walking in purpose and I'm never looking back like that. This is, this is it. And so I ended up going to another, accepting another corporate position and it was a higher position. It was for more money. It was me finally reaching where I said, you know, if I get to here, if I get over six figures and I get, you know, then I'm happy. I'm good. I'm, I, this is life is good. 
And life felt good because right after my surgery, I got my life back. You know, my health got better. Um, I, I lost the weight. My hair started growing back. My skin cleared up. Like just all these things. I had reproductive issues that they all cleared up. And there was just so much. I was just so grateful. And I entered a, a, a women's coaching, business coaching program with no business or business idea and, and came out with a business. So I graduated from the program with a business and started my business empowerment now in March of 2015. And it was almost at that moment, it was like a three month mark of me being um, at my new job and was sat down with my boss. And, and initially there was no like a uh, bonus structure that was offered. But about after three months, he says, hey, I want to offer you a bonus structure. And this is going to add another almost $20,000 to your, you know, to your um, income for the year. And, and I'm sitting there and I'm taking notes, but I don't feel anything. And I can't figure out like why don't I, why are I like why am I happy? And, and my colleague looks at me and goes, "Aren't you excited?" And I'm like, "I think so." And it was I, it was about an hour and a half drive home from this location, and I just remember thinking that like I don't want to spend the rest of my life chasing somebody else's dream. And I know that that God gave me this purpose. This thing didn't just happen to me for me to just like, all right, move on with your life. You're healthy. Life is good. Go back to normal and chase the money. And I, I, I just, I said, God, I'm going to leave this job. And when I leave, it's going to be for purpose. It's not going to be for six figures. It's going to be purpose. And, and we'll figure out the money later, right? And so I made a plan and I started the plan. I did, you know, just really took me about a year or more to really figure out like what I wanted to do with the business. But I was working and then I was working. So I would work my, work my job and I would come home and all night long. I'm building a dream. I'm building a dream. I'm working. I'm trying to figure it out. You working. Huh? I'm working. <laughs> it looked like 20 different things at all different times. I had no idea what it was, but I just said, I'm just going to continue to tell my story and I'm going to continue to help women and, and figure out what that looks like. And about um, a year or so in, um, I knew I wanted to write a book. I just didn't know what. I said, well, I'll just write about like just some self-care tips because that was the biggest lesson for me. Take care of you. You know, absolutely take some time be selfish and take care of you because you can't give to anybody else if you don't take care of yourself first. So I can't show up. I can't be great at work. I can't be a great leader at work. I can't be a great mom, family member, daughter, you know, until I show up for me. And so sometimes I have to say no. Sometimes I have to give my body time to rest. I have to go to sleep. I can't stay up all night building a dream. You know, I have to give myself some time to rest. And I, you know, kept trying to write this book and it wasn't happening. And I had this experience. I'm in West Philly. That's where I was uh, born and raised, but I never, I didn't live there when I became an adult. And um, I'm at a, um, a show, um, a juvenile justice center. And almost two weeks later, I was at a shelter, but they were right across the street from each other, but right around the corner from the house that I grew up in. And I, but I hadn't been in that house. My, my daughter had had at that point and still to this day has never seen me inside of that house, but my mom lives there today. And so I'm there. It's all nostalgic. I'm, I went to school around here. It's weird. I'm like, why am I here? And I go in and I'm speaking to these young ladies. Well, they're speaking to me, really. And they're talking about they're, they're in trouble. They're not, you know, not necessarily in a good space, but they're talking about self-esteem. They're talking about um, um, abuse. They're talking about rape. They're talking about just different things. And, and I'm sitting there. And now I walk in and they're like, you know, oh, you know, you're so sharp. And I'm thinking, like, I remember when I didn't think I was I didn't think that I was worthy of love. I remember how I felt about my my mother. I remember being abused. And and at that point, I still hadn't even really said the words publicly. But 
you know, even out loud to family. And it was almost like I went home and I'm thinking about this like a couple days later and I hear God say, tell the whole story. You know, at that point, I'm out, I'm speaking about this, this life changing. I had a brain tumor and, and, and God allowed me to, to see me through this brain tumor and get my life back. But the, it, but I felt like he was saying, but you have this whole other story that what if you had said to those girls, hey, me too. Hey, I was I was abused too. Hey, I had these feelings and it won't always look like this. It doesn't it doesn't have to end here. Like you can see yourself past your circumstances. You just got to dream and you got to make the plan and you got to do the work. But I couldn't even say that to those young ladies because I, I, I wasn't, I didn't know that that was what I was supposed to do. And he's like, no, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. This you're, Nothing's going to happen until this book gets written. And so I spent the next six months doing absolutely nothing in my business but writing this book. So I wasn't taking any clients. I wasn't making any money. And I was still working my, my, my full-time job, thank goodness. But it, it was out of that that my book Tell the Whole Story was birthed where I just really was able to finally be transparent and finally realize that like all of those things that happened in my childhood that I thought were bad and I was ashamed of and they were negative that that was how I got to 35 sick aching can't figure it out hiding you know feeling like nobody wants to see my pain nobody wants to see the ugly parts because I remember that the biggest trauma for me was when I was told don't tell anybody by my mother and, 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 and realizing that like, no one wants to see the bad parts. No one wants to see. So I hit that pain. I learned how to mat, put that, take that mask on. And I learned that nobody's going to protect me, but me. So I had to take care of it. I had to fix it, you know, until God said, no, like you can't fix this. And so it was like full circle. It really was full circle. When I finally realized that, like, I didn't, like, I didn't wake up. Like every, everything that happened to me made me who I am and it makes me who I am today. And so because of it, I'm not ashamed. I don't have to be ashamed. I don't have to be, you know, all of those things needed to happen in order for me to, to be who I am, in order for me to be the mother that I didn't have, you know, in order for me to finally learn how to forgive and love her, you know, where she is and understand that she's a person too. And and the anger that I felt at 17, 18, 19, 20 in college and, and, and you know, really had to finally leave in order for me to be free and understand that, you know, that. I don't know what her life was like and I don't know why she didn't have the tools to protect me, but I believe that like she did the best she could. And, and so it freed me and it allowed me just to kind of like move forward. But ultimately just, just really led me to, to where I am today. I spent yeah. the last like two and a half years of just well, after my first surgery, just living my best life and then life hit me again. And so that was a bigger lesson <laughs> because, um, Coaching for me has been helping women to you know, helping women to see beyond their circumstance and, and, and say, okay, hey, I made a goal. I want to accomplish this goal and I need to accomplish it even when life is happening because life always happens, right? Something always happens. You know, we're waiting for the kids to grow up. We're waiting to lose 20 pounds. We're waiting for the, the, the perfect job. We're waiting for the perfect man. But we still have to accomplish our goals. So what do you do when life so showed up for me last year because... I got another brain tumor. Oh, wow. And I found myself right back in that same space all over again. I had this rare disease and, and I had believed, I believed that I wanted to believe that like this was never going to happen again. But I believe, you know, God, he shows up like, look, if there's a lesson that needs to be learned, we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to show you in any way, you know, I'm going to help you learn it. Like possibly, whatever, yeah. 
right? Yeah, yeah. And so I wasn't so happy when I found out the second time, you yeah. know, because for me, it was like, you know what? We did this. We did this already. Why are we doing this again? And but the, the lesson really was to be faithful and to to really show how can I show how can I talk to women about accomplishing their goals even when life shows up if you know if I if I'm not willing to do it myself and so I left my job in June of 2017 and I was diagnosed at the end of that month re-diagnosed and so you talk about like faith like okay I'm gonna run back and back to this job because this makes sense and the sickness happens and now I can't run back to the job because it, it just wouldn't make sense or to another job and so it really was that faith walk it was still showing up it was still you know um, helping the women that I that I felt like God purposed me to help and I made it through another another surgery September 2017 three years almost to the date from the first surgery and you know just just really again said all right god we what is it and so i truly so so i'm I'm blessed because you asked me to be here today because i know that it's all a part of the plan because i said you know god this is my year to speak because i had gotten away from it i started just really like moving in like just i'm living life i'm good but i know that there that that there is um just power in the testimony power in helping people see that you know that they're not alone and 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 that you know hey if i can make it through and i can still figure out how to you know try to be my the best version of myself then you absolutely can do it and so i claim that this year will be all speaking and and i have it literally the the opportunities i'm not even searching for them and they just come because i know that it's a part of my purpose and so and many of them they're not there's not it's not for financial gain um it is it is really just um just hopes that i could encourage and inspire somebody to just to just see past your circumstance, do it anyway, do it scared. Um, and, and out of that, you know, just, just more purpose and definition has um, come to my business. And so this is, you know, just really good, a good recovery time, full of clients, full of just, you know, just many exciting things happen. So just excited. That's my life story, I guess, in a nutshell. Oh and I forgot God. to mention I have almost 14 year old. So that's a whole nother, like. <laughs> that's a whole nother story. Huh? Whole nother story. <laughs> You know, uh, you hit on a lot of great points, um, you know, just, you know, see yourself, you know, past your circumstances and regardless of what you're going through and being faithful and just continuing to grind and, you know, do things the right way and know that God has a plan, even though, you know, we, we may think we have the plan, you know, really. He has the plan. It's, it's up to us. We just got to be faithful and know that, hey, he got us. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I truly appreciate you sharing that. And man, there's a lot of good nuggets in there that, that one can learn from. I think one big thing is that really hit me is, um, you know, we all go through tough things in life, you know, and, and how you were explaining about the process of you in the midst of you trying to help people, you know, with a, with a good heart, with a servant's heart, you know, you end up helping yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and isn't it crazy how, how that happens? You know, not, I can say it's the same way with me with the success chronicles, you know, same thing, just from a good heart shooting to inspire and motivate, but really um, 
it's truly helped me. You know, it's cool. inspiring to me to hear hear your story. You know, I'm uh, I was trying not to do this, but like I'm over here like, wow, you know, like <laughs> I, I didn't, I was I was holding it back, you know, but like it was just it's just awesome, you know, and so it's good stuff. Thank you. So let's let's talk about. Uh, three things you've accomplished in your life that you're proud of. And I know you've mentioned probably some of that already, but if you want to just, you know, list three, what would you think? What would you say that would be? So three things that I'm, I'm proud of. I, I'm absolutely being a, being a mother. Um, yeah. I, I truly, you know, I, I didn't see it for myself because of the anger and, and yeah. just, you know, just the fears that I had around it. But, but truly just, um, proud that she makes me work like she makes me work to be the best version of myself and, mm-hmm. you know we talk and sometimes we don't think it all sticks but some every once in a while you hear it and you're like wow like maybe maybe i'm doing doing okay right and so i'm i'm, I'm truly proud and just honored to even have the opportunity to to be to be the mother that i didn't have and so that would be one um really just kind of like moving pushing through my fear and with my business um, not knowing, not understanding, but doing it anyway. Yeah. I think that there, and, and, and I would, I would hope that anybody who is in that space where like, Hey, I did this thing that I never thought I was going to do that. They take some time to be proud of themselves and like, and celebrate that. Cause I think that that's really big. Um, re- regardless of what it is, you know, whether it's taking a new job or starting a new career or, you know, going to school or, you know, whatever that looks like, um, you know, just, just trusting Trust in the journey and just do it anyway is a great thing. Um, and then I guess I guess I would say you know, uh, my the third thing really would be um, I think maybe when I move to the point of just forgiveness and learning mm-hmm. um, and and learning that you know that that people are people and you know, everybody has a story, <laughs> you know, everybody, you know, I, I don't think that my story is like, you know, everybody has a story. And so, you know, when I'm, when I can forgive, then I'm not judging. Right. So I'm not judging you for making the decisions that you make because, um, you know, I'm, I'm making mistakes too. <laughs> right. Because yeah. I know I make mistakes too. And I know that, you know, through all of this, through this whole journey, I still make mistakes, you know, I still don't wake up sometimes with the best attitude, but you know, it's just, um, but I think that that's a big part that I just, and I forgive quickly, like quickly, because there were some things that I held on to for so long that it almost killed. Me. Mm-hmm. And so I know and understand that I carried that stress in my body from the time I was six years old. And so, um, I don't hold on to it anymore. And that's, that's a proud, a proud moment for me because that wasn't me 20 years ago yeah and growth like that is always good it allows you to continue to grow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what's your definition of success so i believe and so so the the awesome thing is that when i first um started out just or even and i still talk about success is in almost everything i do with my business but mm-hmm. um because i believe that we get to define success and so success for me is it may look totally different than what success might look like for you. Right. And so um, to me, the definition of success is, is anything that I do that makes me feel like I'm being the best version of myself. Okay. So whatever that is. So when I decide I make goals, I'm a, I'm a goal, I'm a planner. I'm, I'm really like crazy planner, but 
um, and, and I set goals. And so, you know, I, I, I seek to achieve those goals with some flexibility. I allow myself the flexibility. And so success for me is just working the plan. Every day I work the plan. And if I work the plan and I show up, then I'm successful. What do you think it takes to achieve success? I think it, it just it just takes a desire. It it absolutely takes the 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 desire and um you know just moving into action. Sometimes we'll be like, oh yeah, I want to do this thing. I want to you know I want to um uh take this trip or I want to save this amount of money and, and and until we actually like take a step, then like we're just talking, right? So I, I believe that it takes um, the desire and then you know creating. Plan and then moving into action. Desire, make a plan, and then move it into action. Well, there it is. Well, thank you again for interviewing with the Success Chronicles and sharing your story. I mean, you know, a lot of people, you know, are, are, are not able to, to go deep, you know, like that and, and share your story. But I, I, I truly appreciate you opening up with the Success Chronicles and sharing that story because I'm going to just tell you right off the bat. It's super inspiring to me. And so I know it's going to be super inspiring and motivating to other people. So thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And thank you guys for watching this episode of the Success Chronicles. We'll see you next time. God bless. Go get it.